Hello and welcome to another episode of Caster Into the Fire podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Bill. We are back to Game of Thrones again. We're on a Catelyn chapter. And what do you think of this illustration of Tyrion? He looks like he's. He looks like he's in trouble. Yes, he very much looks like he's in trouble. He also looks kind of like the Peter Dinklage one. I don't know, maybe a little, but with shorter hair and a like different shape. I don't know. The design for Tyrion. He doesn't look. He doesn't look like. Okay, most depictions of Tyrion is like. He looks like pretty deformed. Like, not in the way that Peter Dinklage is, although they later try to sort of make him a certain way in the... the but he, as Sarah would note that... This is Tyrion handsome is Peter dinklage looking Tyrion yeah. as opposed to Book Tyrion. Yeah, exactly. Book Tyrion is supposed to look a lot more, like, hard to look at than, uh... Than, you know, That's... Peter Dinklage and... Stuff like that, so to say, you know, to put the, it... The design for Tyrion varies a lot between different artists that do the illustrations. Yeah. And some will really go book canon and some will uh, go, like, show. Um, this looks a little more like the show. But then again... It's, uh, it's but however he looks, he is definitely surrounded by a lot of swords that are all pointed toward him. And um, very angry-looking Catelyn Stark in the background pointing at him. Yeah. So. so this begins with Catelyn is riding through the rain with Sir Roderick. Yeah. And, and um, Catelyn is noting that this is like a warm southern rain. It, it's, it doesn't feel like getting rained on. Well, well Roderick is telling her to cover her head so she won't take chill. And this is nothing to her, because she's a uh, proud woman of the North, and it's a, yeah, as Sarah said, it's a southern rain, so it's uh, not going to bother her, even though it would probably bother most people. She's just going in there without her uh, her cloak or her hat or any sort of covering, and just uh, getting her... Her hair uh, wet, and she's gentle as a mother's kiss. Well, getting rained on now in March feels very different than getting rained on in August. Yeah. I think that's the closest. Yeah, but this is probably... This is still pretty cold, I'm sure. But, I don't know. And she's reminiscing about making mud pies with her sister Lysa and um, getting mud on themselves and giving the mud pies to li- the mud pies to Littlefinger and he ate so many of them he was sick for a week. Yeah. <laughs> Littlefinger actually ate them. Well there you go. I mean I get it, he had some sort of a crush on Catelyn probably already, but yeah. To actually eat the mud pies. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Which also means Catelyn had a 
at least at one point a less prim and proper yeah. I mean, she was willing to play with mud and get dirty. How very uh, un-Catlin like now. <laughs> yeah, this was like when they were how old? When they were like. I guess it was supposed to be when they were pretty young. And then... Yeah. And yes, a bit of going on about how the rain in the north is different and at night it can turn to ice and it can kill a crop as likely as nurture it. Yeah. And grown men head for shelter. But they they do want to stop for shelter, and there is an inn at the crossroads up ahead. Yes, this is the infamous inn at the crossroads. Yep. Which is now a fandom cooking website. Do go check it out. It's really good. Yeah, and she, she'd slept. She's familiar with this inn. She slept many a night there in her youth, traveling with her father. Um, and um, she knew the innkeep, um, a lady named Masha Heddle, who chewed something called sour leaf, and had an endless supply of smiles and sweet cakes for the children. And apparently, these sweet cakes were really good, and they were made with honey. But the sour leaf stained. Masha's teeth dark red, so the smiles were creepy. Yeah, so yeah, I you, think you said that this is equivalent of uh, yeah. What was it? I it think was... this is George R. R.'s equivalent of betel nut. Yeah, so betel nut. Which Betelnut. yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, betel nut is a uh, very very addictive nut that uh, people chew, uh, primarily in <laughs> South Asia, and it's. Uh, it's addicted and it's about as bad for you as chewing tobacco, if if not worse. And infamously stains red in your mouth. Yeah, it's it stains red. Uh, I don't know whether this completely fictional sour leaf plant has the same uh, long term bad effects, but this being written by George Harar, it probably does. Or it probably would even have some worse thing that we don't even know about. But it, it is the it is Westeros's um mild drug of choice. <laughs> you know, at least other than, you know, ordinary booze. Yeah. And they spot some riders ahead, which is concerning because it could always be trouble. They see that's the. Hey, don't be growling. Yeah, easy. Because I nudged her. She didn't like that. So, anyway. She, they're worried about trouble. But these turn out to be. Malisters with indigo cloaks and with the silver eagle of Seaguard. Who. Oh, they wouldn't be enemies politically, but Catelyn still doesn't like to be recognized here, so yeah. um, so Roderick suggests she pull up her hood to avoid notice, but she doesn't do this. Nope. And the last time she had seen Lord Jason Mellister was... Um, 
with her uncle at her wedding feast. So that I think this means at Catelyn's wedding feast when she was um, probably a teenager getting married to a teenage Ned Stark. Yeah, that's this was a while ago. That's what that's in, I feel is implied. Um. And even though Jason does um, nod at her in greeting, just in a courteous way, she doesn't think he recognizes her at all. And they think that they probably won't be recognized at the inn either. And so when they get to the inn, which um, is built at the crossroads north of the trident. Yeah, Masha Heddle is still there and she still has her sour leaf, but um, she doesn't smile and only kind of gives a quick look so she doesn't recognize Catelyn either. And she has two rooms left at the top of the stairs. That's all there is. And they're right under the bell tower, so they won't be missing meals, but some think it's too noisy. But that's all they have left. And the, these, uh, and what were you saying, sir? You're saying that, that I think it barely sounds worth it. I think I might even rather sleep in the stable than yeah. in a probably flea ridden medieval inn right under a bell tower. Yeah, that you're going to get woken up with no matter what. Like, I would literally likely rather sleep next to my horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a. I don't know, maybe as a woman I might not feel as safe sleeping alone in the stable in that setting, but other than that factor, no, underneath the bell tower is unacceptable. (laughs) And leave your boots here, the boy will clean them, won't have any tracking mud in, and... Mind the bell, because if you're late to meals, you won't eat, and there is definitely no mention of sweet cake. So this is not... As she remembered. This is not as she remembered. And sure enough, when the bell rings, it is deafening. As it would be. Um, Catelyn is watching... Rain run down the window panes. I wouldn't necessarily consider this worth mentioning, except for they do have glass. Not really necessarily very nice glass, but they have glass. Glass that they can see through. And, and the the designers for the show were like, oh, no, it's medieval. They don't have glass. And, you know, went about making lattice works and stuff instead of windows, even though George R.R. specifically did put glass in his world already. Yeah, and it's not really that much of a stretch. I mean, size, eh? It's not important, but I'm just uh, nitpicking over... No, that's that's a valid thing, because that's, you know, a world detail that, you know often gets, you know, omitted and there's no real reason why. And so. oh, Nam, you're falling asleep, not in a growly mood anymore. Yeah. That's good. So. And because this inn is at the crossroads, Catelyn is trying to decide where she's going to ride from here. She could turn west, and it would be an easy ride to River Run, her father's castle. 
And just how she knows pretty much every area here. But also, if there if there really is going to be war, then River Run is going to be affected by it too, and it is much closer to King's Landing and Casterly Rock. And her father is not doing so great health wise. Nope. Mm-hmm. So she wouldn't necessarily want to risk that. And then there's also an eastern road that's wilder, is more danger, forest, mountain, and it eventually would take her to the Vale of Erin and to the Fingers, which are basically little spits of land into the ocean. Yeah, a little territory. Where Littlefinger comes from. Yes, hence the name. And the Vale of Erin, her sister, Lysa Erin. And she thinks Lysa knows more about what happened to John Aaron and then the thing she put in the letter about, oh, the Lannisters did it. She might even have solid proof. But, you know, more about this this road is dangerous, the shadow cats, which we've already talked about. Yeah, basically mountain lions. Basically mountain lion combined with tiger as opposed to, as far as the the danger of it. Yeah. Giant mountain lions. Mountain lions being a relatively low risk to... Mountain lions are not going to attack a group of people riding. A mountain lion might, under really rare cases, go after somebody who is alone or maybe riding alone, but shadow cats are worse. They might actually do something. Yeah, they might actually eat you. And also, there's mountain clans who. Um, also pretty much will rob and kill any travelers that come along that are not a big heavily armed group. Now, by the way, these mountain clans are also, um, at least to the southerners, they're lumped in as wildlings. They're not the same people as the wildlings north of the wall, but they are called wildlings. They they go and they uh they go they go to um eat. And yes, there also is the path north to Winterfell where her sons are waiting for and her duty as Lady of Winterfell. That's that's the longer ride, I I believe. Yeah. And. She intends that after they're safely past the neck, um, she will declare herself to one of Ned's bannermen and they, they'll send riders um, to mount a watch on the King's Road. More description of what 
you know, the village this inn is part of is like, so about 50 houses and a uh, small sept or church, a lot of farmland, and the houses in the area, the Blackwoods and the Brackens, who are enemies and have quarrels that her father is obliged to settle. Well, that is a thing, basically, throughout. Back in Dancing of the Dragons era, they're still... Yeah, the King of the North had to settle those things. Well, the, um, the Lord of Riverrun did. Yeah. And also in the region Heron Hall, the Lady Went, who is an interesting character who seems to be partially based on um, the Countess of Bathory. So what, she she bathed in she, blood, the blood of virgins? It's more like she almost certainly didn't, but she had a reputation okay. like that. Elizabeth Bathory did actually do that. Like, she was convicted of it, and it was pretty well known because peasants kept disappearing, specifically peasant girls under mysterious circumstance. Like, it's pretty well documented. I mean, I'm sure there's a few people that are like, oh, she didn't do it, but as far as I know, a lot of the evidence seems to point to the fact that she did do that. And she was actually caught for it and put on trial they usually don't do I that with say, royalty unless it's really, 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 really bad. I should say not this current generation lady went, but her ancestor, um, Mad Danielle Lofton. Okay. Who, who knows what she really did, but had a very similar reputation that was definitely based on that. Hey, didn't mean to wake you, pup. And the Lord Frey, who we'll be hearing a lot about later. And I mean a lot. He has outlived seven wives and has many, 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 many offspring. Mm Mm-hmm. And all of these are Tully Bannerman. And uh, she's thinking how many of them will um, keep their oath if they were to call their banners. And the the Darius, Vigors, and Mutants had also sworn oaths to River Run, but they had still um, sided with Rhaegar Targaryen. In the battle, Robert's Rebellion. Yes. Yeah, she goes down to the, the common room to eat while there's still food. Yeah. Oh, we also get a nickname for Lord Frey. Oh, yes, the late Lord Frey. Because he was late to join the battle, and there's debate. That, you know, he claimed that he was going to join the battle on the winning side after they won. So, and the implication that he was going to join the battle on the winning side of whoever happened to win and make himself look good and politically safe either way. It looked like he was going to join Robert once he was there and once it was clear that he was going to win. 
Well, Lord Frey is a cunning but not particularly brave guy. So they're going to go down to the common room. They're going to try to appear as common travelers. And they're going to have meat skewers and beer. And bread. Meat skewers and beer and bread. Oh, is this the time that they had little... Oh, yes, it is. They had the little onions and fire peppers and mushrooms on their meat skewers. And I tried to copy this recipe once without any recipe to work with other than the description in the book. This was not in the cookbook. Yeah. And it came out pretty good, but this had all sorts of drippings that went on to the bread and... When I made it, it came out pretty dry. Yeah. No, I, I remember that. It was pretty good, though. And fire peppers. Okay, when I th- see fire and pepper, I imagine like a little teeny hot pepper that you couldn't fit onto a skewer very easily if you... I used jalapenos. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense, but I picture a fire pepper as tinier and hotter. And while they're eating in this crowded common room full of all sorts of people, there's this bard, a handsome bard with a wood harp, and oh, right away he tries to get them to, oh, maybe have him sing them a song and... You know, maybe take up some kind of work as the singer for... For them. Yeah. Well, he's just a sketchy bard. He is a sketchy bard. He is very much a sketchy bard. Yeah, and I I don't know about this yet, but Sarah told me a little bit about... Yeah, he, he's trouble. I mean, you... We're not going to spoil We're not going to spoil it because so far all it's like, okay, he's a... Handsome, cocky, obnoxious bard, but no, but nothing more to him yet. How George R. R. Martin writes bards, anyway. Bards either do terrible things, have terrible things happen to them, or both. Yeah. Or often both. And his name is Marillion. Now, we were, like, wondering whether or not this has any connection with, uh, Tolkien's The Silmarillion. I mean, Bill thinks it's coincidence. I don't know. I mean, you made it sound like it might not be, and I have no reason. I really to, don't know. I have no reason to think it's not coincidence, uh, or that it is coincidence. Like I don't, I don't. I, I'm sure George R. R. Martin had. I mean, he has plenty of Lord of the Rings references in here, so and various Tolkien type references, so. It probably makes more sense that it is a reference. Uh, he was very much, oh, you've you've definitely heard me play somewhere. Oh, no, not really. Yeah. But that's your loss. Who was the best singer you've ever heard? And right away, Sir Roderick 
um, says that was Elia of Bravo. So no, he said, oh, I'm so much better than he was. I can just give me a silver. I'll sing for you. And uh, Sir Roderick doesn't want to deal with this. He's like, I'd sooner toss my couple of coppers down a well than listen to a bard singing. He does not like bards. He does not like bards. He says that, and you know, points out that he's a sour nature, and he meant to do Catherine honor. And homage to your beauty, he's turning on the charm. Yeah. And, you know, Catelyn, he said he was made to sing for kings and high lords. And Catelyn says, oh, I can see that Lord Tully is fond of, fond of song I hear. No doubt you've been to River Run a hundred times, the singers in Italy. So he's clearly lying. Yeah, they, oh, they keep a chamber for me. The young lord is like a brother. And Catelyn um, knows that her brother Edmure hates bards because one of them slept with a girl that he liked when he was younger and he's hated bards ever since. And Winterfell, have you traveled north? Why would I? It's all blizzards and bearskins up there and the Starks know no music but the howling of wolves. And then suddenly the door... Yep, the door opens and um, who should uh, be coming but Tyrion... And he's um, coming with them two servants and an old man in black from the Night's Watch. That would be Yorn. Yeah, and poor Roderick isn't liking any of this. But Catherine wants to see what happens. She's, she wants to observe this sort of uh, still incognito, not recognized by anyone. So... The three men with Tyrion and will sleep in the stable, but oh, he's a Lannister. He's got to have himself a real bed. Yeah. Um. He says he did, He will not require a large room, as you can plainly see, and uh, makes a mocking grin at the innkeep. As long as you know he's got a warm fire and straw without too many fleas, he's happy. Um. The innkeep says that there isn't anything left. You know, no room left. And Tyrion just pulls out a coin and um, buys off the room of a random free rider in the room who is... Well, he he just flashes his coin, basically. And somebody's like, yeah, you can have my room. The free rider immediately gives up his room, which, you know, makes sense if you're a free rider. Because you're probably used to... uh, being able to sleep in whatever condition if somebody's going to give you money. Oh, yeah, and then Merlion goes to him, like... Yeah, he orders himself, you know, whatever kind of roasted uh, poultry is available and a flagon of wine. Yeah. Yeah, and sure enough, Merlion tries to ingratiate himself to... Tyrion, and they go, oh, I can sing of your father's great victory. <laughs> yeah, yeah clearly Tyrion not a way like Tyrion that. hates us, Dad. Yeah, he just says they ruin his supper. And worse, Tyrion does recognize Catelyn. Yeah, he immediately recognizes Catelyn. He says, 
And he immediately greets her as Catelyn, blowing her cover. Um, and, you know, every <laughs> Roderick's not happy about that either. And, he, and even the innkeep, she's like, Lady Stark? Yeah. And, um, yeah, Catelyn says she was still Catelyn Tully the last time she was here. And then she looks around at all the different um, knights and sworn swords and men in the room and uh, sees the black bat of House Went at Heron Hall and somebody's surcoat and it's like, oh, is Lady Went still... Uh, True and honest, you know, bannerman to my father, Lord Hoster Tully of River Run, and, and of course, she yeah, is. she is. And then points out the Red Stallion of Bracken. Those, jo- my father counts Jonas Bracken, a very uh, one of his oldest and most loyal bannermen. And that gets you know three men noticing. So yeah. Yes. Um. Then she uh, records some men with the fray sigil, and after she's got all of them taking note of her. Oh yes, she asked how uh, how fares Lord Frey, and he plans to get a new wife on his ninetieth name day. Yeah. So. Man, you're looking for a new woman, I guess. Yeah, if only Frey was actually interested in grown women. But that's oh, beside the point. Yeah, okay, fair enough. That's a. Yeah. We learn that later ahead. And so after he has all of these um, men, armed bannermen attention she points to Tyrion and says this man came a guest into my house and there conspired to murder my son a boy of seven in the name of King Robert and the good lords you serve I call upon you to seize him and help me return him to Winterfell to await the king's justice and they all pull their swords and point them at Tyrion and the chapter ends and that's what we see so, yeah, poor Tyrion, he's just being a shady little guy, trying to enjoy his flag and a wine. And his uh, chicken, I guess. Or whatever it was. Some bird. Pigeon? Nah. And, yeah, no, he was, uh, he was arrested by those guys. So, Catelyn definitely believes that Tyrion... Was the one that caused Bran's condition. Even though he wasn't. And she's just arrested the brother of the queen. Yeah. Which, um, is... which totally is the sort of thing that wouldn't go by without repercussions. Yeah, so it's already, uh, it's already becoming, uh, you can see things already starting to unravel. Yeah. And, you know, certain things are going to come of this. I mean, not to spoil, but 
They will. Yeah. So poor Tyrion. Oh yeah, and Tyrion's his predicaments are only going to get crazier. Yes, they will. And meanwhile, Yorn is going to, you know, go go on his way toward King's Landing. He's not part of this. No. So I guess then that was it. And in fact, is technically one not to interfere with. No. I mean, no, not in the official words of the Night's Watch Oath, but it is considered um, common Night's Watch knowledge that you don't interfere with the politics of the realm. So even if Yorn had, (laughs) like, wanted to interfere with this... He wouldn't be able to, in theory. Yeah. So... So... That was a short but interesting... I think it was an interesting chapter. Yeah, that ends the chapter. The next one will be Sansa attending the tourney that's quote-unquote in honor of... Oh, this is going to be great, because Sansa gets all... You get to see the... It's Sansa and Arya at that one, right? Wasn't it? I don't think Arya is much involved in this chapter at all. It's going to be... I where they compare the... Uh... Or it's Sansa and her friend, was it? I don't remember. Sansa's going to go with her friend. She's That's going it. It to her have herself a date with Prince Brat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and she'll get to marvel at all the hot nights. So That's pretty it. much uh, what she does, yes. Yep. <laughs> so stay tuned next Stay tuned, time. and we'll also be doing Lord of the Rings, A Shortcut to Mushrooms. Well, and everyone likes mushrooms. Everyone loves mushrooms. <laughs> Not everyone. Well, and know. we will eventually get to, I know I've hyped this up and not really delivered, but Bakshi, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. The yeah. note-taking for that is a very slow process. It'll be fun. Yes, it will. Thank you for listening to Cast Into the Fire podcast, and good night. Good night.